When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you Raymond in Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that... Oh, so I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Oh, what are you drinking? Space dust. That stuff will... Don't have more than one, man. Um, no, I'm having two. Welcome, my friends, to Suns Out, Mike's Out, a Cobras and Fire podcast brought to you by the Pantheon Podcast Network and the only show sticking it where the sun does shine. You know, let's, let's, uh, I'll, I'll open with that. I'll introduce my guest here because I think that's uh, an interesting topic that uh, you and I can both uh, uh, share it in. Um, I, of course, have, uh, you know, probably the most obvious guest on any time I do some kind of side project. My boy, Josh Toomey of the Talk To Me podcast. You're starting to get too many things going on, so why don't you... Why don't you promote all the other things? Because uh, I know you, you got the the Pantera thing. Uh, you got this new Snot uh, uh, Fest video deal. Uh, that, that's really confu- confusing the old folks here. So uh, clear us up here, boy. What's going on? <laughs> well, first off, thanks for having me on the show. You know, every, anytime you you need some uh, some side cast squish, I guess you give me a call. Side but, action um, podcast. Side action. <laughs> podcast side action you know but no the um you know obviously talk to me you know you can find that wherever you find your fine podcasts and then i've got the drag the waters podcast which is a an all pantera podcast uh had terry date terry glaze you know pretty much anyone named terry on the terry on the uh the pantera podcast and then now pantery and then now we have the uh it's I'm now a live Twitch streamer <laughs> on uh, on the Notfest on the Notfest official Twitch stream. So why so they call I'm, it uh, Notfest? That's Not the name Fest. of their f- a festival, man. I don't understand. Well, 
Well, what happened was it was just a festival. And then the about a year or so ago when this pandemic hit, uh, they turned the notfest.com. They kind of had it just sitting there and they turned it into a full on, you know, news site with with shows and things like that. And mm. so so basically they're, they're they took that branding, IP, if you want to. Yeah, that brand. And now they are turning it into a, you know, basically a media company. Well, as we were just getting rolling in there, you were asking for a green extension cord, and I joked that I had one in my basement if you needed it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know um, what it was like for you when uh, y- your band days were basically done and, and, and you, you bring all your shit home, but one of the most amazing things that I, I probably won't need for the rest of my life because of my years in Jesus Chrysler is a new extension cord. I have about... I don't know, 30 I'm not using at any time, so. <laughs> was there any kind of, like, equipment you ended up like, oh, you know, like, not, like, gear so much, but, like, well, there's, like, duct tape. I have the more duct tape than any human should, or? I've got duct tape. I've got, like, unsold tickets. I've got random <laughs> guitar picks. CDs. I've got, uh, <laughs> yeah, CDs, um, you know, business cards probably. You know, yeah, I've got all that stuff. Uh, and I'm also a hoarder when it comes to that type of stuff, too, so I kept all of it. Well, uh, well, yeah, me too. Well, and, and a lot of it, too, um, I'm starting to realize I'm just actually lazy. Uh, it's like I know there's something <laughs> worth keeping there, but then I have to go sort what is and what is not, and I don't know. That's just not really my thing. <laughs> That's what the well, I've got my for. boxes of. I've got, yeah, basically, I've got my boxes of uh, you know old 12 volt negative earth and primer 55 memorabilia, and every time my wife sees it, she's just like. Can we get rid of any of this? And I'm like, no, it's my it's my <laughs> memories. <laughs> Mine's gotten bigger since the band broke up. <laughs> oh, gotta quit. The, where's the tubs? Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I emptied up emptied out a bunch of kiss tubs, so now I have empty tubs I need to fill with Jesus Christ or crap. So um, I'm constantly go. going on eBay buying my own uh, um, swag from uh, the the hordes the hordes of fans out there holding on to that stuff. I recently bought a uh, Primer 55 windbreaker. Off I of, saw uh, that. It w- and the story behind it was was I, when I first joined the band or first started auditioning for the band, like everyone in the band had one. And I was like, man, this looks so cool. And then uh, <laughs> one day I was probably self-Googling myself and uh, it popped up. And uh, yeah, so I jumped right on it. It was like 30 bucks. I was like, I'll buy that for 30 bucks. And right it fit on. pretty well. Yeah. I have, if it starts raining right now, I'll go get it since we're sitting outside. Yeah, it's a little muggy here, um, uh, but I'm committed to the bit uh, to me, as you know. I, once I go in, uh, or as Luce would say, I go full <laughs> ass, not half ass. So, well, we're so, outdoors. So. Welcome to Suns Out, Mike's Out. Uh, this is going to be the third episode, and um, well, let's get a little bit about you. Like uh, summertime, is there? A, is it, summer is my favorite season. I always think Minnesotans are frauds when they talk about spring or fall or even fucking winter. You know, it's like, come on, you can do. There's so much you can do in the summertime that you can't do that 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 you really need it. But are you a summer guy? Is it is it your favorite season? Uh, summer is my least favorite season. Come on, um, it's too muggy. It's can't sweaty. wear the jinkos. This is gross. <laughs> yeah, your jinkos. Like you know, if it rains, your jinkos get all soaking wet at the bottom. No, I mean I, I'm definitely a spring fall guy. Um, I do I do enjoy the winter because I I because you can get. Well, layers of clothes on and become you warmer. You can't. What's that? Well, you, you, oh you, yeah, you, I don't live in Minnesota, yeah, so you know. Don't you know? Don't you know? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so like you know, our winters are your fall, but still. 
you know, so the summer is just, you know, 90 degrees and 100% humidity and, you know, a lot well, of gold the, there are, on there the There are aspects of it that I, I don't like, but uh, it's such a longer stretch of consistently you, you working around that kind of stuff, whereas, like, you know, fall is really, like, three days here, and spring is just wet and mud and gross and everything's dirty, and, and, and yeah, just fuck winter. So it, it might be where I'm at, too, you know. Um, yeah. I did not enjoy summers in Arizona that much. Um, unless it was like, you know, the one nice thing about that is that you could actually, you know, spend time, you could be out all night and it would be beautiful. <laughs> right. <laughs> but by 6 a.m. So it's like just ma- massive heat. It's just, uh Well, the, the first time we ever played in uh, Arizona, we, we drove out there. We had a, a cargo van or, a, or a, I'm sorry, a 15-passenger van that had like the leather Damn. pleather seats mm-hmm. and... And, it, you know, it was nighttime when we got out there. I was like, this isn't too bad. And then I woke up just stuck to the van seat. I was like, yeah. this is awful. <laughs> but it's a dry heat. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's a dry heat. It's okay. It's still 110 degrees. I don't care. <laughs> uh, well, what about outdoor activities? Uh, what's your favorite outdoor thing to do when you are outside? Uh, sweat? I don't know. Um, it's got to be a pool. I mean, it's got to be, mm. you know, a couple of beers by the pool. Um yeah, you know, not like a whole lot of. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not like you know, any kind of biking or hiking in the summertime. I like fall, fall and, and spring hiking, but, but yeah, man, when it comes to the summertime, honestly, the air conditioning inside is where I want to be. Wow, well, just outdoor. It doesn't have to be the summertime. What about grilling? Do you do you do a lot of cooking? You you just oh, bought yeah, this I, nice I, house and uh, got a nice little patio. I can see. Yeah, it's not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. You know, come on here and grill. We got the charcoal grill. Um, you know, I don't do any too too many things extravagant. I don't make uh banana cream pies or whatever you make on the on the uh, grill, but you know, like, I'm yeah. telling you. I'm telling you, you got kids. You will be a hero for about 20 minutes. You will be like the most impressive human being on the planet to them. And you know, they'll eventually move on, but uh for that right. small little window, man, dad was fucking Superman. <laughs> and it's super easy, so I, I recommend it. Yeah, I definitely have to check it out. Yeah, we don't do too much crazy stuff on the grill. You know, I'm pretty pretty a novice at the grill, I guess at this point. Well, well do you have a a like a go to recipe you'd like to share, or some kind of like walkthrough? We don't have to get too intricate in this, uh, but I, I think as I go, I want to kind of like share what what some people like to get into here. You know, I, I I've heard the one episode so far of this, and so I know. Not too much has been taken from yep. the grilling. Actually, so you know nothing like has. A- so, uh, <laughs> okay. other than the banana thing that I shared, that's it. All right. Well, the the one thing on the grill that I, I as a go to is just a nice, almost burnt hot dog. <laughs> really, you <laughs> like, like it that way, huh? Yeah, you know, you just get them like right up to being burnt, and then you pull them off, man. Oh, that's, I that's get That's like you. the best part. Not uh, black, but my my no, I like them uh, boiled. Like uh, just like that's my preferred way to have a hot dog. Uh, but but of course, uh, the, my lovely wife prefers it like the way you cook it. So yeah, we have those in the summertime. Um, well, I thought that for the first time, you know, since I, I shared a little bit last uh, uh, with that, that debut episode, I'm gonna give like it, this would actually be good for you because for people who want like a just a kick, a really kick ass burger, but they're not, they're kind of whatever beginner or they just don't care that much but they're like you know it would be nice to just have like an easy process so here's a way to knock people out of the park with with a hamburger okay 
Uh, the, the, the first thing you want to make sure is you have a good bun and a really easy bun to get to me. Uh, in other words, stay away from those fucking store brand ones that are like 89 cents for uh, eight of them, whatever. Save those for the sloppy joes. An easy go-to that's easy <laughs> to find is just get a potato bun. I mean, it's perfect for a burger. It's very sweet and, and just soft. And just, If you don't want to fuck around and get it too into this, that's, that's a nice little shortcut. That's kind of what I'm going for here. If you don't want to go like all in like I do sometimes with the grilling, but you want like a, something easy to make, but you want it to be good, and then you're, the meat has to be 80-20. You go any less fat, it's just, it's, it's just not going to be as tasty. And more fat is actually just really garbage meat, so just stay away from that. And not that <laughs> stuff in the little plastic tubes. That is not real hamburger. You get something that the butcher ground up there at the grocery store. But it's easy. It's shit to, it's easy to find. But, and make one you know, third-pound patty. So you make basically one pound, make three balls, and smash them on down. Uh, Amy's trying to distract me right now. Um, so that, that, that's basically it. And then you salt and pepper it. That's it. Put them on the grill. Uh, grill them until there's just a little bit of a good, a good amount of actual blood pooling on the top. Flip it one time. Cook it about that same amount of time on that side. And then, boom, you're basically done. Uh, brown the, bur- the buns either with butter or without. You can do it either way. Butter, butter is a little tastier. Without, it's a little healthier. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's, if, if there's one go-to, it's lettuce, tomato, onion, cheese. So and the the softer cheese melts better. So those those are my my quick tips there. Uh, Baco's burger tips. So you can get more freaky if you want to. You can garnish it however you like. You can season it differently. But it, like I said, if you're kind of on the low end, you don't want to put a lot of work in. Salt and pepper. That's it. Eighty twenty beef. Just make sure you don't overcook it. You're gonna be fine. So you don't go eggs or breadcrumbs or anything like that in your in your patty. I wouldn't say never, but for the most part, no. Um, uh, like you know, like the, the, there's certain recipes that call for different things. I'll, I'll use chorizo for for certain recipes. I think, like I said, if you really want to get intricate, but the whole point of this one was to like maybe give somebody out there who's like, you know, it's kind of fun to go out and have a beer and grill, and I'd also like the shit that I cook to kind of taste good. So it's a real quick and easy way. To, those are just go tos if you just want to be safe. That's the way to do it. And uh, again, as long as you don't burn or overcook shit, it should be fine. Nice. <laughs> well, I'll definitely keep that. <laughs> well, the next time we cook out burgers, I will uh, send you a photo of my uh, 80-20 salt and, and pepper burgers. And going back to your hot dog thing, you are correct. If you're going to grill them, you do need to get them just where they're just on that black side. You know what I mean? Not, 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 not totally burnt, but they can't be just like, they have to have that little bit of char in them. True. All right, fair enough. What about, uh, let's move on to music uh, outdoors. Uh, is, there, is there like summer jams for you? You definitely have a different uh, background music taste than I do. Um, is there a Pantera record that you just that makes you think of summer? Like, I'm going to go do a cannonball in the pool while Phil Samo's hitting this note? Or You know what's funny is I think this one might surprise you a little bit more than, than most, but I think my outdoor summer jams are more southern rock. Hmm. Like like Leonard Skinnerd, like Creedence Stuff you heard Clearwater. in the Dad's T Bird, or yeah, Dad's T Bird. <laughs> or oh, what did he draw? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, he had a he had a Camaro Z twenty eight. No, with the, the, the one that uh, you texted me. Um, oh, I'm blanking. Uh, the PT Cruiser. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, no, the, the PT Cruiser was recent. No, when I was a kid, Camaro Z twenty eight. My dad's like. 50s midlife crisis car, I think, was a PT Cruiser. That's not that. Midlife crisis cruiser. <laughs> uh, God bless your dad, though. You know, anyway. you know what's funny? 
You know, speaking of my dad, actually, I thought about you the other day. He, my, my wife and I were outside outside in the summertime drinking a beer on the back porch the other night, and we were just kind of playing music on your favorite thing, Spotify. Mm, nice. We were just going through li- listening to music and things like that, and uh, and we started, you know, listening to just silly stuff from our childhood, and it was funny because it, it like, like she's a big New Kids on the Block fan, but my dad <laughs> still, but my. No, I mean, not, you know, just like reminiscing okay. kind of stuff, okay, like yeah. you know, like remember, you know, remembering being ten and blah blah blah. But, but it was funny. I remember that my dad bought he bought that first New Kids on the Block album. You know, as as it when I was a kid, he bought like my dad up to a certain point, probably around 90, 91, 92, Actually, still kind of kept up with current music, and and so like there was still a little bit of stuff going on around the house. But then after that, it was. It was all, you know, just Peter Frampton comes alive and uh, Elton John albums again. But Southern Rock, so I mean, I mean, everybody goes to Skinner. Yes. What else is there? Uh, you got uh, like Molly Hatchet uh, in there, or you know, you can't go wrong with some Molly Hatchet. Like I said, Creedence Clearwater is a big oh, one, right? You know, for hang, hanging outside, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, uh, you know, just anything like that. Uh, the uh, all of Brothers. that fits in a barbecue, man. That's great, you know, and and it's. I think classic rock's one of those musics that no matter who's over at the house, you can throw that on, and you, you know, I think everybody's going to kind of get into it. There's not, there's not too much of a, you know, you can't put pull out the Deicide album, you know, when uh, with, with random people over at the house and hope everybody's having a good time. Mm. Yeah, well, you can try. Oh, and I have tried, but mm. <laughs> it normally fails. You normally just head on over to the uh, summer jams. Spotify playlist and, and have some good times, man. <laughs> you can find Cobras and hey. Fire on uh, Spotify now, so that's uh, they're they're on my good side again now. <laughs> right, nice. Did you see the, uh, the 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 festival announcement today with Metallica headlining, but right before them, Leonard Skinner? I was like, man, that would be a fantastic show. Oh man, but who's left in Skinner? I guess it doesn't really matter, huh? No, I think for a long time that their deal was they had to have three original members. To be considered Leonard Skinner, and I think they're only down to two, maybe, maybe even one. Yeah. I think Gary Ro- is Gary Rosington still holding on. Like, no, I, th- I, think, I think he's he like died. the last one. Ah, uh, well, then I guess we're. I think we're we're down to the the Van Sant brother, and yeah. he's not even original. I get that. Yeah, but. you know what? Um, I've uh, the way they've carried on, I've kind of respected. I liked it. Yeah, there was a handful of new tunes that they released that. Uh, that that you know they make my playlist once in a while and I don't know they're, they're respectful with it and stuff. What are you gonna do? I mean, you had a plane crash, people died, and and there's clearly an audience <laughs> for the shit. Yeah, I mean, if if we're gonna go super podcast and and you know name or band versus brand and all that, you know, obviously the Leonard Skinner brand is gonna be bigger than whoever's on stage. Yeah, but boy, at a certain point, I just. At a certain point, it's almost like the time is a bigger factor than the fact that it's like, even if they were alive and able to do it, they'd all be in their seventies. And like, do I really want? Do I want that? You know, I mean, Foreigner is coming up on that situation pretty quick here. I, I, Mick Jones has skipped out of a bunch of shows, and for those who don't know, I think for at least twenty years he's been the only original member in the band. Um, and and. So I, who knows? There, that could be something that happens soon enough. And I don't even, I don't know. There's so many hit songs there, but is it really? It's, I've seen some amazing cover bands. I don't understand why that can't be the thing, and why does it have to be called Foreigner? What 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 separates it then at that point? I guess. 
Well, I guess if Mick Jones or whoever owns the <laughs> IP no, of the band, I mean, I wants literally know what separates. You know, and I'm saying, yeah. like, well, is that really? Then now we're getting back to like the whole Not Fest being like a, an entertainment network and not a festival. Right, but it's a festival of entertainment, Baco. Mm, okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is uh, this is supposed to be a lighter podcast. We're not getting into the the deep uh, <laughs> uh, details and, and, and debating stuff. Um, but I do have some news items I'd like to run at you, um, if that's Bring all right. Bring them on. All right. Now, maybe you and I get a lot of the same, um, uh, I don't know, publicity statements, announcements, whatever, from publicists. Did you get a... Uh, a promo of the latest Little Bub coffee table book and 7-inch 45. And do you know who Little Bub is? I did not get that. And uh, I guess that means that you are more a credible news source than I am, that they're sending that to you and not me. But do you know who Little Bub is? Because I, I wonder I if Little, no... Little Bub is a cat. You know who Grumpy Cat is? Okay. Yeah, yeah okay, L- yeah. L- Little Bub. Is, is is in that genre. So I have no idea. Look, I, I, I think uh, people know I have cats and I like my cats, but I have, I have no idea how that got on any type of like press list for that, other than that it's, it does have some music that <laughs> was written by Little Bub. <laughs> so, of course, I was like, well, I had to check it out. I mean, I'll drop in a little bit of the music here, but I'm not sure how a cat writes music. One of the uh, the B side of the seven inch has actual purring of Little Bub before she died. Now Little Bub was kind of a goofy looking oh. cat, and she was really tiny, kind of like Grumpy Cat. But uh, she became uh, kind of a meme, much in the same way. Um, and that's only how I know about it because you know that crap. Now that end of stuff gets up in my social media all the fucking time. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, did you hear the the metal band that was uh, led by a cat? It was it had a it had a very like Cat Terra name, uh, but yeah, there's a there's a metal <laughs> band and it was all and the, the, all the vocals were done by a cat, which you will drop in right about here. Not a bad song. I mean, you, gotta, you can't you can't go wrong with Cat Terra. Uh, uh, well, now I'm really intrigued. Uh, not, uh, oh, that you got some thick ass. There we go. Yeah, the whisker clicker there. Um, yeah, uh, for, uh, 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 Toomey just got a nice foamy beer. I'm just painting a picture for the the uh, listeners so they can uh, they can fantasize about this. Toomey. Uh, oh, nice cup too. Uh, Bob's Burgers. Uh, what's his wife's name? Yep. Uh, Linda. Linda, yeah, there we go. Uh, what, there is this cat video. It's like somebody, like a cartoon that someone put together of like, um, 
they're playing man in the box, but they call it cat in the box. Something about the animation and the, the silliness of the lyrics where the cat's like demanding the owner clean their litter box that I that they shit in. You know, uh, I don't know. It's pretty fun. Well, and one other little quicker, uh, but uh, and if there's anything in the news that you wanted to get into, I'm happy to, to, to get into anything, really. Um, did you see uh, Michael Sweet? Uh, you know, I wanted to bring this up with you because of what we've done the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shows. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Michael Sweet was uh, upset that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame didn't get Iron Maiden in there this year. And he was like, uh, I-, I can't remember the quote exactly, but it was along the lines of like, you're telling me the Foo Fighters belong in there, but Iron Maiden doesn't? And I was just like, to me, I read between the lines there. And, I, and you know, I've, we've had Michael on the show, and I like him. I mean, he, he's not afraid to... I don't know, poke the bear, so to speak, when it comes to his opinion. Um, but to me, this is what I read. I'm still pissed about grunge. Fuck the Foo Fighters. Uh, <laughs> because I'm like, that's your go-to example out of all those people who just got inducted. I mean, Jay-Z is right fucking there. And you're like, oh, the Foo Fighters got in? But you're like, yeah, not, not the rap guy? That's what's pissing you off? Well, like, I guess if you're going to... You know, uh, apples to apples, a, a rock hard rock band to another hard rock band. You know, you're going to go Foo Fighters to Iron Maiden. So you're telling me that Foo Fighters is more deserving than another rock band, as, as in Iron Maiden. Which before you st- before we get really into this, I thought you were going to say you wanted to talk to me about Michael Sweet because we got hammered with Michael Sweet. Uh, but you know, oh, or yeah. I got hammered. <laughs> yeah, like you, but, you take all the blunt for that, but I was drunk as fuck too. I was maybe just more right. less drunk as fuck. I don't know. Like that—that that is, that is my favorite moment of every Rock and Pod recap. It's like <laughs> every every Rock and Pod recap show starts out with you know we sat up during the day, we hung out with Chris Sinzak, you know I saw Baco, blah blah blah. I interviewed this person and that person, and, and then at the end of the night, Toomey showed up, fucking shit faced. <laughs> and, and then in the comment section, uh, Luz Cannon comes in and is like, hey, just so you know, I, I was the one who uh, who said, hey, Toomey's out of control, guys. Uh, so yeah, every time he's upset that, like, nobody, like, gave him credit for something that, you know, like, like it, it, between you and me, Toomes, didn't even happen, man. <laughs> uh, hey, Luz oh, Cannon, it, it Luz totally Cannon is my white knight. 
nice. LBs, pounds, whatever you're calling them. These pounds, pounds. Yeah, you were the one person that actually joined him for a two pick ten. What the hell, you motherfucker? Know. Two pick zero or two pick? Yeah, two pick zero, man. <laughs> yeah, come on, people. Hit yeah, them it took digits. Us forty. <laughs> it took us forty-five minutes to record a two-minute podcast. Well, I think you just made it harder for him to book future guests. But uh, <laughs> 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 all right. Well, we're gonna do something that's but, definitely gonna uh, make the, the the fans happy. Um, especially fans of music that hate sports. We're going to talk some sports, man. You are, we are very much of the same ilk as far as fandom when it comes to like just ridiculous superstitions that we maybe believe but don't believe and, uh, you know, having just, just this almost overtly negatively hardcore view about this stuff, if that makes any sense. Um, so I'm happy to have you on. Uh, how did you feel about the Titans draft? Ugh, the Titans draft this year, uh, underwhelming, but it's it's one of those, you know, where I think that they have added pieces that'll that'll help over the years. I, they didn't make any big splashes. They took a chance on the first round pick, Caleb Farley, and it's like it's one of those if he if he stays healthy, should have been a top five pick. If he gets injured, it's another bust. So it's like, you know, risk reward at that pick, but you know. The Titans and even the Vikings are, are kind of in that 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 realm now of, of yeah. kind of picking in that in that like 2025 20, range, you know, because you're right there either in the playoffs on the cusp. And so, you know, after so many years of that, you just got to like, you know, it's it's a risk reward pick right. at that point. And there's also that like every year, like th- there'll be we never get really bad. You know what I mean? Like it, it, we're never right. picking really high. Um, and we're never starting over. We're always like, well, you know, maybe your quarterback is going to take that next level this year. And if he does, then everything's okay. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it, it kind of sucks as a fan sometimes because, but at the same time, you know, a lot of these teams that, that, that do have these huge dominant years back to back, they, everything is relied on their quarterback being healthy, you know, and. I guess I'd take that problem, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know jack shit about any of the players of the Vikings draft. I love the draft. I don't know, maybe more for the the visual experience and and, and watching all the things happen. I like seeing Roger Goodell hammered. Um, uh, th- those are things <laughs> I look forward to. I, I I'm not going to pretend to know anything about other than what the the people on TV say, and and they're right as wrong as much as the weatherman is. So. Right, you know, you know, I've noticed, and I'm sure you see this too. Like, I'm sure you follow some some Vikings beat writers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you'll you'll see on your timeline like rookie minicamp drills, and you're like, and and, and you want to go like have an actual expert opinion about, it, but you have no idea what you're looking at. You know, like <laughs> I, I always like when uh, um, there's a report from like training camp. It's like you know such and such like sharp uh, through seven classes, all of them complete. You know, it's like, well, yeah, everybody's wearing shorts too, you know, and uh, <laughs> the guy throwing the ball it, got a it, big, it would only big be, red target. It would only be news. It would only be news if the guy dropped all the passes, yeah. which is funny because there was there the only time I've watched. You're talking about Jake the, Locker, these, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> we don't talk. We don't talk about Jake. The Titans. Uh, once Marcus Mariota came to town, we we turned it we turned it around. But yeah, the um, yeah those Jake Locker <laughs> years are pretty rough, man. 
Yeah, we're, we got one little more bit for the the sports here before we uh, uh, get rid of get too many of the the music fans out of here. But uh, hopefully they're enjoying a little bit of the smack talk. Uh, I know that some of our listeners uh, enjoy sports, so fuck it. But I thought we could go um, week by week the Titans and the Vikings, and you and I predict uh, how the the schedule is going to go out. Is that all right? Okay. Okay, and we're going to take injury out of this and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but. Um, any other speculation you you want to throw in, that's fine. So we'll do week one. We'll go one at a time, and I'll start with you. Um, so the Tennessee Titans, uh, they open up week one against Arizona. This is a noon game on CBS at home against the, the Cardinals. How, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, is that a win for Tennessee? I'm going to go small victory. You want to just be like, yeah, it's the Cardinals. You, know, you want to take a, take, a, take, a, take a victory there. Titans are going to win this one. All right. Um, Cincinnati is our opening opponent. We're on the road. Uh, that's a victory for Minnesota. What do you think? Oh, you know what's funny is last year <laughs> is the the Titans played at Cincinnati, and there there was a pass early in the game Joe Burrow made that I was like I was like I thought he was throwing the ball away, and then all of a sudden there was a receiver like with like. Sec- millimeters of grass left like caught the pass and I was like oh god we're in for a long day and uh, they, the, the, the Bengals beat us that day so if we've got healthy Joe Burrow Vikings win <laughs> yeah, it's coming off a pretty serious knee injury first game back um, alright well uh, the Vikings second opponent we go to Arizona and beat them so uh, what do you say there you go to Arizona you know that that Kyla Murray, yeah. he's 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 a, he's a wild card, you know. But it's uh yeah, it's it's the stigma of the Cardinals where I just want to be like it's an easy <laughs> win. So so I, I go yeah yeah. So Vikings start out two and zero. All right, it's Tennessee. Then uh, week two, you have uh, a little bit of a road trip there. You're going to go to Seattle there. Uh, I'm going to say that's a win for the Titans. What do you got? Oh, that, that's a loss. That's the Titans' loss. Oh man, you are just not a believer. All right, what about your week three game? Cross-country, you know, cross-country at Seattle, week two. Yeah, Seattle sucks. Fuck Seattle. (laughs) Pete Carroll chewing his gum, you know. Yeah, his fake gum. Chewing fake gum all day, even in his mask. Uh, What about uh, Indianapolis coming back to Tennessee in week three? Uh, That's an interdivision game there. Uh, A rivalry. What do you got? I am I am not a believer in Carson Wentz. I think Carson is a uh, not a it's good North quarterback. Dakota. How so good that's could he be? That is a loss. I heard him on a podcast recently, and just the way he spoke, like he's done. The the, the, the Colts are going to go five and eleven, five and twelve. Yeah, you can't be a, a an NFL level elite quarterback and be a ginger. So yeah, this is a, I'm with you. This is a win for uh, the Titans as well. Uh, and you, whatever your prediction, all good, too. Whatever. I don't care. Fuck the Colts. Um, all right. Well, we, we have very similar schedules so far. We have Seattle at home, finally, in week three. Um, we're finally going to beat those pieces of shit because they're horrible and Seattle sucks. What do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely Vikings win on this one. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, then uh, the Vikings uh, host Cleveland, our former uh uh, offensive coordinator, the head coach there, kind of revived the team last year. That's an easy win. That is an easy victory for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, See, that's my what a, that, that's what a horrible team. That, 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 that reverts back to the that reverts back to the Arizona 
feeling. You know, you're like, it's the Cardinals, it's the Browns. You know, another team we lost yeah. to last year. But and look at look at those uh, teams. They 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 poke their head up once and look good, and then they're bad again. So yeah. I'm just not. I'm just. I just cannot stand Baker Mayfield. So. That's you're saying win for Vikings. Oh yeah, yeah. Four and zero Vikings. I think at this point, <laughs> Super Bowl. Hey! <laughs> the only loss that either one of us has picked is you picking against Seattle. Come on, man. All right, your week four matchup is at the New York Jets. Come on, this is easy, right? That's a oh, win. That, that that's an easy win. That's a win. That'll oh be God, the loss, even, but yeah, that's a win. I've already forgot the name of their new quarterback that's going to save the team. Uh, <laughs> all right, week five at Jacksonville. Oh, that's a total <laughs> win. Yeah, okay, there you go. So now we're rolling. I agree. Um, all right. What do you um, got? At Detroit, we're uh, or no home home against Detroit. Uh, that's we never lose to Detroit. Detroit sucks. That's gonna be a win. Yeah, Jared Goff is not gonna take over and uh, you know do anything for for Detroit. I like their coach, but the uh, you know <laughs> still still the Lions, still the Browns, yeah. still the Lions, still the Cardinals. Yeah, and I've already forgot his name, too. Uh, all right, so um, we're at at Carolina after that. That's going to be an easy victory for the Vikings. 6-0 Vikings at this point? Yeah, 6-0 going into our bye. Um, let's see the Titans here. Uh, at uh, Home against Buffalo. Now, Buffalo, kind of resurgent team. Um, what do you got? Uh, a, t- a team that we did beat last year, 42-16. to Yeah. But, but, man, that's a tough one. I will go <laughs> hey, Titans win. Titans win again. I don't I, you know. Yeah. The only yeah, thing, I got you know, Titans winning be... again. See, I got the Titans 6-0 uh, uh, as well. We, we are that's a couple of homers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm being very objective. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, but, uh, all right, Kansas City is your next opponent at home. We, we will we will pound the uh, fighting Chris Sinzak to a loss. No, this is you. Uh, the Vikings are at home. The, the Vikings have a bye week. Okay. Oh, I'm, so saying, you, I'm uh, saying we lose to the Chris Sinzaks. I, I don't see a loss either here. Uh, I mean, Kansas City is vastly overrated. Um, all right, now, now you go to the Colts next in week eight. Uh, you going to get a, a sweep of the series here? Yeah, we're going to sweep the Colts this year. The Carson Wentz uh, experiment is going to go horribly wrong. And, you know, yeah, they, they, <laughs> I, I, I've lived through Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, one year of Phillip Rivers. There's no way in God's green earth <laughs> that they're going to get four quarterbacks in a row right. So so this guy is a bum. I'm with you. Uh, that's uh, two and yeah, and again a ginger. Come on. Um, <laughs> all right, the Vikings are hosting the um, uh, that team from Dallas, uh, the the Cowboys. Whatever. That's going to be an easy victory. Uh, what do you got? Oh yeah, my anniversary. That's a win for the Vikings. All right, uh, on the ninth at Baltimore, uh, I think the Vikings easily win that. Uh, their quarterback is horrible. Their team is stupid, and uh, they're. They, they are unoriginal by using purple. I was about to say, they stole your colors. So it's the battle <laughs> of the purple, so you got to win that one. So, yeah, yeah, another win for the Vikings. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Hey, you know what? You know what? You know what? Looking back, I think we might beat the Seahawks week two, so I think we might be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're on track. Yeah, okay. So both t- teams undefeated. Um, at Los okay. Angeles, the Rams is your next team, and they're spanking new overpriced stadium. What do you got? Uh, 
that, that is where we go back and we uh, avenge Super Bowl 34 by demolishing their new stadium. So, yes. Uh, yeah, this another is, Titans this win. Super easy win here. Yeah. Uh, nobody in L.A. cares about football, so it'll be all Titans fans anyway. But what uh, about Stafford? Our, Stafford going to the Rams, though. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Uh, he he's uh, He is uh, like... Uh, he puts up better numbers than Kirk Cousins and act, and somehow manages to, manages to win less. I have no <laughs> idea how that's possible. So, uh, all right, your next opponent is at home versus New Orleans. Oh, easy win! That's going to be oh. Jameis Winston <laughs> cross-eyed, not being able to see anything. Possibly Taysom Hill. Yeah, they don't even have right. a quarterback. Exactly. It's, it's easy. No, no problem there. Hey, right, you so want a fun fact? You want a fun yeah. fact? Yeah. Jameis, Win- uh, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota's first two touchdown passes, both to the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> because oh. they, 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 played, they played week one of the, of the uh, year that they were drafted. Marcus threw a touchdown pass on his first pass. Jameis Winston threw a pick six. Oh, that is a fun fact. Uh, fun, probably not so fun for Jameis, but uh, he can go uh, f himself. Anyway, it was fun for me. Uh, oddly enough, um, we're also in Los Angeles that weekend playing the Chargers in Week Ten. Did I get that right? Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. You were just in Week Nine, so we're in Week, week Ten. Was the Saints when you're beating the beating Jameis there? So Week Ten, we go to Los Angeles a week after you, but we play the Chargers. Uh, we're gonna, yeah. That's an easy win. Miles just pencil that in right now. Well, is uh, where, how long is Justin Herbert's hair at this point? If it's um, long again, I, he might have a little bit of an edge. Well, is he trying to keep up with that uh, uh, weirdo that the Jaguars drafted? Uh, uh, Ooh, you know, he's got some long yeah. hair. That, uh, that yeah. Well, I don't want to give credence to long-haired quarterbacks. Then, uh, so yeah, easy win for the Vikings. <laughs> All right, in week 11, we have our first matchup at against the Green Bay Packers at home. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to have a hard time beating Jordan Love uh, at <laughs> right, all. Yeah. So that's a, that's a win. The Packers are probably winless win. at this point. So, okay. Well, I mean, at this point, that could be Blake Bortles. That could be Justin Love. <laughs> that could be the other yeah, weirdo quarterback. Is Justin Love the, uh, still the quor- starting quarterback at this point is what I think is the most curious point is like. I mean, is Kellen Mond your quarterback by this point? <laughs> God, I hope not. Uh, that, there's no way that you can be good with that <laughs> name. I mean, Jesus Christ. He might as well be a ginger. Uh, <laughs> the Titans got Houston at home. Or no, Yeah, at home uh, in Week 11. Who you got there? Uh, well, it's a big win for all the massage parlors in the uh, town when, uh, <laughs> when, when homeboy comes to town. Uh, Instagram models all across town get to go make a few bucks giving out massages and a little extra... But yeah, I just yeah, haven't found the right yeah. masseuse. <laughs> All right, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, you, why not? you follow sports. You follow sports enough to know that people like me and you are super superstitious, and you know, and if and if uh, why am I blanking on his name right now? Deshaun Watson. Des- uh, Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson found one masseuse and he won that week. He's going to go back to that masseuse. The fact that he had upwards of 40-plus masseuses. Unreal. That's shady. He's shady. I, and I, I want to—I said that, and then like two weeks later, that was I first heard it, somebody in the media say that. And it was just like—because that was my first reaction. Like, there's already 
why does this guy need so many fucking masseuses? That would that that's what made me suspicious because honestly, I don't really care for the. He's just not my kind of quarterback. But when this story broke, there was all sorts of kind of suspicious angles to it that uh, made you think this, there might not be a lot of fire behind this smoke. But then when it was like, okay, wait a second. You have 22 masseuses claiming you were gross and 18 claiming you right. were perfectly professional. That's 40 fucking massage therapists. Like, why do you need that many? I, I have zero. I mean, I don't have this kind of money, but yeah, I mean, you would think it. <laughs> right. To your point, though, I mean, I think more like when you get one that, like, actually works in a way that you feel better and you recuperate, you want to pay them all you want. Right. Um, but, you know. I, I don't know. I think maybe I haven't paid too much attention to this, but isn't the worst thing he's accused of is kind of like kind of turning his wang in their direction to see if they they wanted? Was there more than that? I mean, yeah, it's just a lot of that type stuff, and like maybe half the masseuses were ugly, and he didn't pelvis. know until they showed up. <laughs> no, that's the thing. He was he was hiring Instagram girls to fly uh, in to Houston, yes. so he knew exactly what they looked like, and even. And even they were, uh, you know, basically writing him and saying, well, I've never done this before, but I'll come massage you type stuff. So, yeah, it wasn't even like 40 women that had, you know, masseuse degrees or whatever. It was just <laughs> random ladies, you know, random girls he found scrolling through uh, Instagram. You want to hear my one massage story? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, so I was about 21, and I got a, 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 a gift certificate for a massage, you know, to like an upscale massage place, whatnot. And so I was like, all right, cool, I'll go, I'll go cash in the massage. And I'd never had one before, and they, the, the lady came in, and she was like, all right, well, you know, disrobe, and I'll be right back. So I, like, just got naked and sat on the table. And then she came back in, and she was like, oh, no, 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 you're supposed to get under the sheet. And, you know, she did the whole massage and, like, kept <laughs> folding the sheet around so where she wouldn't see my junk. But that's about the most, uh, yeah, I was just like, well, I guess this is how you do it. So I got naked and uh, sat on the table and waited for her to come back. So a happy ending? <laughs> uh, no happy ending. More of an uh, awkward story that I get to tell 20 years later. Week 12. With that being said... <laughs> but that being said, Titans win big. <laughs> Week twelve, you got you go to New England. Uh, your head coach's old boss. Uh, uh, Mike Vrabel is two and zero against the Patriots. Make it three and zero. Oh yeah, that's gonna be easy win. Who they they they're horrible without Brady. All right, you want to know the, the, uh, another fun, another fun fact, Baco? Yeah, oh, you know I do. Tom Brady's last pass is a Patriot interception, pick six by the Titans. I actually knew that one. Uh, yeah, uh, Vrabel uh, outcoached uh, Belichick that game. Uh, oh, it was so good! It was so, such a such a a fantastic thing to watch. I we went to the local Buffalo Wild Wings. Not a ton of Titans fans there because there's just not a lot around me. There was like another table, and we you know we all kind of uh, started to mingle. But there was so much anti-Patriots hate. Yeah. That when that pick six happened. That might have been the most euphoric moment of my life. People were like high fiving and hugging me, and like the whole bar erupted. It was it was one of the most uh, exciting moments of my life. It was awesome. That that is actually the best part of all this stuff, though. When something like that happens, uh, that that's kind of why it's fun. Um, 
I mean, the Minneapolis miracle, I was just in my living room, and, you know, my wife, you know, she she tolerates, you know, my Viking addiction more <laughs> than anything. Um, yeah. But she was like, I really wish I had a video camera. Uh, because in, in almost in a mocking but also like appreciative way, she like really wanted like I wish you could have seen how much this mattered to you. It was just like, uh, but oh, yeah. I bet, man. I I remember watching that just by myself, and it was like one of those where you're you're doing the football math. You know, you're like, all right, well, if he gets yeah. catches the ball, gets out of bounds, you could kick a field goal and whatnot, and then he's gonna try to work the ball on the boundary. Steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! You know, basically, the you know homeboy caught the pass. Like, what, what was it? Two defenders run into each other, and he runs, yeah, you know, runs yeah. in for a touchdown. And I was just like... You know, I, I'm sure you, I called you or texted you immediately. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing yeah. that, that's crazy about football is... Like on Sundays, win or lose, like right about at the end of the game, I will get text messages and phone calls and and Facebook, you know, instant messages from people I never talk to. But they're like, dude, I was just watching that game, man. You know, go Titans or whatever. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, when I get a text on game day, I I can narrow it down to about five people who's... (laughs) Who's texting me right now, right? It's not going to be right. work. It's not going to be family. It's, it's some bullshit. But all right. Well, we go to San Francisco in week thir- in week 12, and we uh, easily beat the 49ers because they're horrible. What do you think? Right. All right. Oh, yeah. By that time, you know, Trey Lance will be starting. Exactly. He needs a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> then we go to Detroit. And that's, of course, an easy victory in week 13. And the Tennessee Titans have... Uh, they're bye week, so uh, you get a little rest late in the year. That's kind of nice. You get a little rest up, and then you go play that. Um, I, I can't. I, with Trevor Lawrence, the guy with the thumb head. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a win, right? You can beat Jacksonville again. Yeah, easy win. <laughs> As is the next week when you host Pittsburgh, is it, I think. What do you think? Uh, yeah, by that time, Ben Roethlisberger will be hurt on the way to retirement. Uh, Josh Dobbs is, I think, the backup <laughs> quarterback there from the University of Tennessee with no eyebrows. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, we will easily steamroll the Vikings. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sorry, the Steelers. <laughs> so we are now, we are now both like, what, 12 and 0 at this point? Oh, actually, uh, you are, I skipped ahead a week. You're 14 and 0 at that point. point. Um, because of the bye week, I, I got ahead of myself. In week 14, the Vikings play Pittsburgh. Uh, we host them for an easy victory, uh, much for the reasons you're saying. Although I think Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> is going to be taped up and thrown out there no matter what. Uh, but, yeah, he's on his way. He's done. And then our week 15 matchup is at Chicago, uh, which we always have a hard time, but they're horrible, so we're going to win that game. Easy. <laughs> All right, the Titans, week 16. Now you host San Francisco. Again, we're playing a lot of the same teams here. Uh, what do you got? Uh uh, easy win, yeah. Yeah, there's that's not even gonna be close. Uh, and then the Vikings in Week 16, we are hosting the Los Angeles Rams. By this point, Stafford is hurt, but still playing, and we easily win again. He'll put up like 412 yards um, and throw like a 50-yard bomb to get their field goal kicker in range. But uh, at the end of the game, it, it'll we'll, we'll pull up the throws. I agree. All right. 
Um, our next game then is at Green Bay. Now it's late in the season at Lambeau. It's not fun to play, but again, uh, with Jordan Love or whatever shit show they have at quarterback, there's no way that we don't win that game. Maybe we rest our starters and it's close and it's a tie, but uh, I'm going to go with the win. Yeah, that's where I was getting at. I mean, you you know, at this point, you guys have wrapped up the number one seed, <laughs> oh, number one overall seed in the NFC. You know, you don't have a lot to play for. Uh, you might as well rest some guys, uh, some of the more banged up guys on the team. So yeah, so it's going to be a close game, closer than you want. But yeah, still a, still a Vikings win. <laughs> All right. Um, and then you guys in Week 17, which is normally the last week of the year, but not this year. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, you host Miami. Um, they're a, they're a horrible uh, uh, team in, in in the Tennessee state. So I'm going to go out to a win there for you. Oh, easy win. Yeah, you can't. Uh, to, what is his name? Uh, Tua Tunga uh, Vialoa. Tua Tunga. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you, we're going to. He's horrible. Gonna, you, you did, Hawaiian quarterbacks don't do well in the state of Tennessee. So. They do worse than gingers. <laughs> All right. Uh, you close your season. Uh, the first time uh, a 17-game season. You're 16-0 and going into the last week of the year at Houston. Uh, do You, you, you want to play for the perfect record, so you're going to just roll Houston, right? We're going to roll Houston, but I'm also going to make a, a, a bold uh, prediction here. This is the game where Derrick Henry breaks the all-time rushing record because Ooh, the 17th week. game and I think last year he ran for like 250 over over the Texans in the last week. So so yeah, this is where uh, where Derrick Henry takes over the all-time rushing record. Um, we're going to host the Chicago Bears who are so bad that we're going to rest all of our starters. I will probably be asked to be the punter or kicker for this game or long snapper and it'll still be an easy victory for the Vikings. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, um, our uh, unobjective, uh, un- our, 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 our objective, <laughs> unbiased opinions have us both being undefeated. So I guess I'll see uh, Tennessee in the Super Bowl. Right. Which will be an easy win <laughs> yeah, for, for the Titans. <laughs> well, one last football thing, and this is Vikings related, but are you familiar with Jerry Burns? Uh, he was our head coach for a while, an offensive coordinator for a long time. And he actually was kind of the pioneer of, uh, I don't know, using the running back in the passing game, which is now called the West West Coast offense kind of deal. Uh, did, are you, do, you, are you, do you know him as a coach, I guess? Well, I saw you post about him, but that's okay, the first so I ever heard of him. He... Um, he was brilliantly unscripted in in press conferences, and I'm gonna play. I'm gonna have to cut it up a little bit, but not not for uh, not for um, vulgarity. That's what I'm leaving in, just for time purposes. I'm gonna edit it, but this is a this is a, a, a press conference that is quite famous around here, and it's a game they won. Yeah, let me say something. As long as I'm in this fucking job, Snelker will be the offensive coach. I mean, no no question fucking about that. No, no fucking question about that. Now, we, uh, I don't like to name names after a fucking after a fucking game, but we we can't we can't be responsible for the blocking. We can't be responsible for the fucking guys jumping offside. We can't be responsible for fuck. We get down there and and uh, and it was a dumb play by by Anderson. I love I love Anderson, but it was a dumb fucking play when he had when his foot was uh, shoe was coming off up the line screen. We were hard take timeout. We had a fucking trap play called and and, he, and his, his fucking shoe comes off. That, that, ain't, that ain't Bob Schnelker's fault. We have another fucking trap play, and if, and if Finney picks up his fucking feet, he walks in. We got the fucking pass to uh, uh, 
uh, AC out there in the flat. There's a ball thrown in there low. That, ain't, that isn't Snelker's fault. We got right down there, we got, we got the second down and, and I don't know what the hell, two, two yards ago, I don't know what, 15, 40, whatever the hell it was, and, uh, and Irwin uh, uh, jumps offside. Now, uh, uh, these are the things that have been hurting us all along, the little things. We're working at them to stop them. We moved the ball good today, we went down there and we didn't get the ball in the end zone. I think we did, yeah. Jerry Burns, the age of 94, uh, passed away. Um, so, And by the way, came away pretty close to winning the Super Bowl as a Vikings coach when uh, um, they beat, uh, they went on the road in the strikes shortened season and beat New Orleans, whooped ass over the 15-1 49ers, and they went to Washington and lost at a game they were about to tie with a, a pass that got dropped just right at the end zone there. So anyway, so he was... That close to taking him to a Super Bowl, but I, uh, I like him more as a character. I, I'm honestly, that's all it is. So, all right. Well, we have a couple of uh, letters from the listeners for you, Toomey. They're actually directed directly towards you. Are you ready for these? <laughs> now, now, are these real? <laughs> what's What's the definition of real anymore? I mean, okay, honestly, that's fine. <laughs> all right, dear Toomey, uh, being that his <laughs> name is Mike. Do you expect the Titans to fire head coach Mike Vrabel this year? This is signed M. Munchak and M. Malarkey. Um, I do not expect Mike Vrabel <laughs> to be fired this year. I think Mike Vrabel is a very good head football coach. I do appreciate what Mike Malarkey did and what Mike uh, Munchak did. You know, Mike Munchak being Hall of Fame former. Houston Oiler, Tennessee Oiler, Tennessee Titan uh, head coach uh, in, in one of the most revered uh, offensive line coaches in the league. But yeah, yeah, he's he, he's definitely on the hot seat because his name is Mike. Yes. But I do believe and the he Titans will, like the fire guys like named Mike. And especially in a, if it's uh, fuck, I'm I'm all right. These space <laughs> dust are kicking in. <laughs> there are an alarming <laughs> number of head coaches named Mike. I mean, we got one, Mike Zimmer. Uh, we had one, Mike Tice, uh, Mike Holmgren. Uh, shit, uh, even they. But last year, the Vikings in our division, three coaches named Matt, one named Mike. Yeah, it's a crazy these time. Are, these are the things I bring to the table, man. Um, you don't have a lot of Kellen, Kellen head coaches, you know. No, or head or starting quarterbacks. Uh, a, a lot of. Uh, I'm not going to make that joke. All right, uh, dear Toomey, you know that was an illegal forward pass from White Check to Dyson, signed R. Johnson. P.S. You're lucky Flutie didn't start. Well, first off, R. Johnson, I do appreciate you starting that game because uh, you had a terrible game, and you know, over the years, if you watch it and you watch it objectively like I have over the years, you know that it was a lateral. Uh, that there's science behind it. <laughs> They've uh, broken it down. You know, if you it, obviously if you watch it, I mean, the one great thing about it is it's going down the line. So if you watch, Frank yeah, Wycheck's arm is out extended. Kevin Dyson reaches back. <laughs> extended. <laughs> so, and a, and, a, and a lateral can go on a straight line. So even if it's just a hair back, still lateral. So, 
All right. Well, uh, thank you for answering that so unbiased and honest and unabashedly honest, I guess. I would like to uh, <laughs> thank you uh, for the listener, I guess, for R. Johnson. So, Well, if you heard the first episode to me, you know I have a new game that I'm doing here that I like to wrap the, sh- the show up with called Who Said It? Ted Nugent or are you prepared for this? I am prepared. I did a lot of now Ted the Nugent. Ep- <laughs> did, I did a lot of Ted Nugent's uh, research for this, so so I know a lot of Ted Nugent quotes. So bring it on. Okay, now our on that episode of we the the uh, Gene Vogel won with five correct. Now since then, in an episode you haven't heard yet, we have someone who got eight correct. So eight out of ten. Is a pretty high mark to beat, but uh, regardless, uh, who gives a crap? It's just uh, a, a stupid game. Well, when it comes to game shows, I'm like the Aaron Rodgers of game shows, so I like mm. to study film, learn a lot. You know, so when I go into Jeopardy and to either host or be a contestant, you know, I want to know, be very, very prepared. So I'm very mm. prepared, as an Aaron Rodgers would be, for this Ted Nugent uh, quiz here. Well, all right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start off with, are you are you ready? Are you listening? Uh, that's really, oh, there's some more of that space dust. Ooh, baby. How much of that you got left? It's going to be a long About night. A half. <laughs> oh, man, that stuff will knock you in. Oh, whatever. All right. Who said it uh, to me? Uh, Ted Nugent or Hannibal Lecter? Ted Nugent or Hannibal Lecter? Ted. All right. If you if you want to save a species, simply decide to eat it. Then it will be managed. Was that Ted Nugent or Hannibal Lecter? Well, I know Ted is an avid hunter, and that sounds like a very avid hunter statement. So I will say that is Ted Nugent. That is correct. Right away, you have one point, so you're on your way. All right. Up next, who said it? Ted Nugent or... Former Grand Wizard of the KKK, David Duke. All right. Are you ready? Okay. Apartheid isn't that cut and dry. All men are not created equal. Who said that? Ted Nugent or Grand Wizard of the KKK, David Duke? Ooh, wow. That does sound very David Duke sounding. So I'm going to say it's Ted Nugent. Very good. You are two for two. <laughs> you are rolling here. All right. Up next, um, who said it? Ted Nugent or motorcycle builder Jesse James? You are familiar with Jesse James. I am, yes. Former host of Monster Garage. So who said it? Uh, Ted Nugent or Jesse James? What's a feminist anyway? A fat pig who doesn't get it often enough? Was that Ted Nugent or Jesse James? Well, I believe that Jesse James probably wouldn't say that. I believe he was uh, linked <laughs> to uh, Sandra Bullock for a long time, you know, which is... Uh, Remember why they broke up. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been why they broke up, but I, 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 that's a Ted Nugent quote. That's got to be Ted Nugent. Man, you are just steamrolling this. That is three for three. All right, up next, uh, who said it? Uh, Ted Nugent or Ralphie from the movie A Christmas Story? You've seen the movie? Would this be a quote from the movie or just something well, the actor has yes. said? Well, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It would be yeah, the, the character, Ralphie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes, I've seen the movie. Okay. 
Without question, the Red Ryder BB gun is the most important gun in the history of American weaponry. Ted Nugent or Ralphie? Um, I do know that Ted Nugent loves his guns. I, I, I would think, though, that that's a Ralphie quote. Oh, that's your first one wrong. That is Ted Nugent. Oh, nice. All right. That, that nice switcheroo there you did. <laughs> I do try to like set these up a little bit, but uh, all I right. Feel, I feel uh, like that would be from like when Ralphie was trying to get the gun, so he's he's yeah. pleading to his parents on why he needs it. So yeah, good job. All right. Cool. All right. Who said it? Ted Nugent or cousin Eddie from the movie series of Vacation? Ted Nudie, are you are you familiar with cousin Eddie? Yeah, great dude. Okay. All right. If the cat, if if that cat had nine lives, she just spent all of them. Was that Ted Nugent or Cousin Eddie? That's Cousin Eddie. That's from Christmas Vacation. Ooh. And you can spot it very well. The, uh, you, I'd give you bonus points, but that really doesn't know how this game works. But uh, all right. Up next, uh, we have who said it? Ted Nugent or Stewie Griffin? Ted Nugent or Stewie Griffin? Or the Griffith? Oh, I don't know. Griffin? Griffith? Griffith. It's, it's Griffin. It's Griffin. Griffin. <laughs> I prefer to die giving you the finger. Was that Ted Nugent or Stewie Griffin? Oh, wow. All right. Well, you've given me a couple in a row that are not Ted Nugent. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with that's Ted Nugent. That is Stewie Griffin. Uh, ah, that, sorry to say. That was too good. That was too good to be. I thought it was Stewie, <laughs> but it was you know you've given me a few in a row that weren't Stu, weren't uh, Ted. Uh, I, I have a I have a, a process. All right, up next uh, then it's uh, who said this? Ted Nugent or Bernie Sanders? Liberalism is assisting quality of life. Whatever you may choose, was that Ted Nugent or? Uh, I guess politician Bernie Sanders. Uh, give me the quote one more time. Liberalism is assisting quality of life, whatever you may choose. Oh, wow. Um, that could be either. The word whatever kind of throws me off there. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out, because if, it, if it's like a whatever... Then that's Ted Nugent, but if it's whatever, then it's Bernie. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Bernie. No, that is Ted Nugent. Ah. Uh, uh, Ted Nugent said that it was the first uh, whatever. Right. All right. All right. And so we got three left here. Uh, you don't have a chance at the um, the overall title, but you can pass Gene Vogel, which would be uh, you know, and 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 Andy Shaw, of course. But uh, Andy lost the game, so we don't talk about losers here. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, who said this? Uh, Ted Nugent or Dirty Harry? I don't like repeat offenders. I like dead offenders. Was that Ted Nugent or Dirty Harry? That sounds like a Ted Nugent quote. Ooh, you're back on track, baby. That is five for you. Nice. All right, two left. You are respond. Oh, I'm sorry. Who said this? Ted Nugent or Oprah Winfrey? Ted Nugent or Oprah Winfrey? Okay. You're you are responsible for your life. You can't keep blaming somebody else for your dysfunction. Was that Oprah 
Or was that Ted Nugent? That sounds like Ted Nugent. I'm sorry, Toomey. That is Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Uh, Man. All right, you got one more chance to pass Gene. Um, uh, and uh, if you, <laughs> this one, uh, this one, uh, I, I got a good feeling about though. Who said the following? Was it Ted Nugent or Vlad the Impaler? Ted Nugent or Vlad the Impaler? Listen carefully. Don't mind me. I'm just oiling some steaks. Was that Ted Nugent or Vlad the Impaler? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe don't overthink that this, Andy the... Shaw. <laughs> well, I'm going to assume that, that Vlad the Impaler didn't speak in English. <laughs> oh, I, I've translated any foreign language quotes and throughout this mi- entire process. And don't mind me as a like kind of a kind of a, just a saying. So I'm going to go with Ted Nugent. Oh my God! Uh, uh, you Andy Schalled that one. Uh, that was Vlad the Impaler. Uh, <laughs> that was, was really? a made-up quote. Well, I, it was made up. I mean, I, I uh, when we had Andy on, I, I said Jason Voorhees, who also doesn't talk, and I said it just says stabbing noises. And even after I let, like let him reset it, I was like, "Are you sure you want to go with that?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Come on, it's Jason Voorhees." So yeah, you got five. This is a rigged quiz, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know how well, you would oil steaks. Like, I'm assuming, like, if Ted said it, then he's like, you know. I think you're taking a different kind of steak. Spell steak S T A K E. What do you impale somebody on? Whatever. Never. An oiled steak. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this Fine. is a lot of fun, man. Uh, uh, and, uh, well, uh, if, if if we were in your backyard, uh, I would uh, insist on the two of us playing some music. Uh, but uh, instead, I'm just going to uh, throw in something I did with some friends of mine here out, out of my patio. But uh, promote, promotes, uh, promote everything there to me. Apparently, I'm getting a little uh, uh, space mist going on in my own end uh, with my mouth here. So, <laughs> so by the time this airs, the... News of the day will be that Talk To Me has joined NotFest.com. I will be a uh, a member of NotFest.com, and and, and the uh, you know the, the podcast will go over there. So to find all of your podcast needs, head over to NotFest.com and check it out, and you will learn all your news, notes about everything going on. Uh, a couple of podcasts over there. Also, check me out on the official NotFest Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash NotFestOfficial. Is where you can find me on the uh, official NotFest Twitch. And then, uh, like I said, I also do the Drag the Waters podcast, which is an all-Pantera podcast. Uh, episodes of those are few and far between right now because of everything else going on. But yeah, Throwback Throwdown with Toomey on the official NotFest Twitch. And then talk to me at NotFest.com. <laughs> all right, then I'm going to restart that. I, that's not that good of a joke if you don't know it. Well, you, actually, is, the, 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 the internet cut out, so I didn't hear what you said. You know what? Let's just do this. And uh, thanks a lot, Josh. <laughs> Always good to talking to you. Uh, I'm looking forward to catching up with you in uh, Nashville at Rockin' Pod uh, 2021, August 6th through 8th. Um, I assume Sinzak will shove us off in some corner like he always does. So um, uh, I'll be uh, definitely asking you to, to hold my bag for uh, 20 minutes while I go to the bathroom or something. So 
Absolutely. Hopefully we'll see Ian Wadley, you know, uh, with with no equipment when he comes in, but yet a, a 24-pack of Paps Blue rib, Ribbon uh, coming down the hallway at, at 10 a.m. in the morning while we're setting up our gift bags and our, our swag bags and all that. So, and, and uh, yes, we will have a good time, man. And, uh, and, and most likely, you know, Chris will put me right next to the door like he did last time. And so basically, anytime <laughs> anyone came in, it was just like, "What? What's going on in here? What's going on?" And I'd have to be like, "Well, this is a podcast convention, and blah blah blah." So, what's so, a yeah. podcast? Right. I'm like, "Do you, do you have Apple <laughs> iTunes? You know, do you have a uh, Spotify? How'd you get in here? Did you pay uh, your admission? Get out. That'll be early in the day, and then at, at night, you know, I'll then the real two meal show up, and then I'll have a few drinks in me, and then we'll uh, then Luce will have to. Uh, you know who's gonna be." Your boy is going to be Ron Keel. Uh, when you when you get in, uh, if I see you uh, to me drunk like you were with with uh, um, <laughs> Michael Sweet, I guarantee. Oh. Uh, I saw Ron Keel the, the the one time the the year that he was there drunker than you by himself at a at the bar from the hotel there. Uh, so yeah, that's your guy. Cling to him, and then you will look like the sober dude. Uh, by the end of the and evening. I will be a member of the Ron Keel band. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> can can we have wait, can oh, we maybe. have a, a serious moment for a second and just talk about how amazing yeah. it is that we are friends with Ron Keel? Like how <laughs> how crazy is that to tell you know I'm a few years younger than you, but you know tell us back in the you know eighty nine ninety ninety one that Ron Keel will like posts that we put on facebook how weird is that yeah uh, yeah it is the guy sends me a christmas card i, I it is just it is very surreal because like like i said i'm a little older than you like i was 15 when i got my first keel record and that that guy is now like hey you know uh uh like texting me about like just random b- bullshit like he even asked me podcast advice What's funny is, is speaking of like weird people asking you for podcast advice, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm friends with some of the guys in Fozzie, which is, you know, Chris Jericho's band. And I was in a band right. with, with, and Frank Fonsere of Fozzie Stuck Mojo played in Primer 55 for a little bit with me. Wow. So, so we toured together. And I remember one day he called me and he was like, hey, man, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. You know, do you have any insights? And I'm like, why are you calling me? Call your singer. He's in, like, he's in one of the, you know, he has one of the biggest podcasts out there. Like, why are you calling me? Uh, he probably listened to it and said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how many weird, weird commercial breaks can I take in a, in a uh, podcast? Oh, that's a great point, Toomey. Uh, speaking of great points, have you got your pointers from pointers.com? I have been buying pointers from pointers.com for the last 20 years. Uh, uh, anyway, I get my let's laser get back pointers, to the conversation. My, uh, my, my <laughs> antenna and pointers. Uh, you know, it's great stuff over there, pointers.com. And if you go over there right now and, and put in the, <laughs> the coupon code, sun's out, mic's out, <laughs> you get 12% yeah. off. Well done. Uh, all right, man. Well, I, I think it's time to say goodnight and kick it over to the, to the what I'm going to uh, delicately call for episodes like this, the Somo House Band. Uh, Josh, always a, always a pleasure. We talk, we talk in text more than people know. Uh, so uh, let's keep that up. And uh, great work over there with everything you do, man. And, and by the way, I'm super proud of you, bro. Thanks, man. appreciate it. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you wanted to get into or uh, just uh, share right now? Or Rock's not dead. I'm uh, I'm five cores lights into it, apparently. Five and a half. Uh, so. Hey, I'm three space dust, so you know where I'm at. Yeah, th- that's like a 12-pack, uh, am- at least. So. It's crazy. <laughs> splash, splash, splash. Splash Weather Repel Premium Windshield Wash features a three-in-one formula that repels rain, sleet, snow, and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine. It keeps you seeing safely all year long. Pick up some at Walmart today. See safely on the road when you apply a little splash. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. But doctor, you took an oath. That RV, it's... My son's RV. Oh, doctor, isn't there anything you can I'm not do- a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. <laughs> 